You're listening to The Fit Female Project. I'm Maz. And I'm Chelsea. And we're here to help every woman on her fat loss and fitness journey. We've helped hundreds of women who are desperate for results but don't know where to start. As your coaches, we use evidence-based facts whilst keeping it real so you can look and feel your most confident self without having to give up your social life. Head to our website, www.fitfemaleproject.com to find out how you can join our community. It's really, really good. Or check out our Instagram at fitfemaleproject. Now, let's get to work. Hello and welcome back to the Fit Female Project podcast with me and Chelsea. Today, we're going to have a little ramble about identity and comparison. We have a running joke in our community, which is, who am I? So all of our clients doing things that they've never done before or they would never expect themselves to do. And it's so weird and bizarre to them that it's become a part of their lives. And we actually thought that we'd delve a bit deeper into that and think about what has stopped them in the past from doing those things. Yeah, I love that when clients start and they just, we use the hashtag, we're like, hashtag, who am I? I'm like, hashtags even cool anymore? I'm not sure, but we're like, hashtag, who am I? Because people have like done a, a workout on holiday or woken up and already got their steps in. And I always think it's kind of like a smug feeling as well. You're like, yeah, I've done it. I've done it. Yeah, like never in my wildest dreams, but I thought I've got up on holiday and gone for a walk before breakfast, you know, all of that. It's, um, yeah, it can be really, really interesting to see the, how, how much people change and develop with that. Why do you think we pigeonhole ourselves into being a particular way? Like, I think it's a comfort zone thing. I think we all like to feel safe in what we do. And there mm. are so many women that get to the age of 40s and 50s that have never stepped foot in a gym. Genuinely, that is, that's a lot of people. We speak to a lot of women and that is the case. They've maybe gone for runs because that's not scary. It's something you can do. Just put your trainers on. No one's really going to judge you because no one really can see you or they're driving along the road. It's, it's a safer form of exercise, I suppose. And uh, maybe they do Pilates because it doesn't seem as intimidating. I mm. think that it's that safety blanket that people feel with those things that we still haven't quite got to the age where women can walk into a gym feeling just as confident as men yeah and you know what it is too it's um I do think a lot of that confidence in the gym uh, for, for guys is because they all start from a young age and they all train with each other so like for example Shane my partner he knows how to well he, he does know how to lift weights, but sometimes I'm like, Shane, this is what you've got to do. He doesn't like it. He doesn't like me telling him what to do. I'm being quiet <laughs> because he's in the other room. But like he's learned from, from his bros, his gym bros, or he's learned from like people learn from their dads or whatever. But girls haven't really learned from each other. We just say girls have learned, like, let's go to a class together, I think. But now times are changing and how wonderful mm. that that we're learning from each other. And I see more and more girls in the gym training with other girls and talking to each other. And and then you're like, oh, this is actually a nice way to nice way to train because you can have a chat in between as well. 
Yeah, I've noticed that a lot more as well, actually. Lovely little girls, girl groups in the gym um, and kind of just coaching each other on and helping each other and giving each other a little bit of extra support and moral support. But you're so right. Yeah. When I have been going to the gym this summer, I go to a local mm. commercial gym just down the road and it has been packed with teenage boys <laughs> really really young they're starting really young I don't know what age they're allowed in there but and I mean it's a hot mess by having to bite my tongue not to go over and say can I just show you how to do this properly and tell our audience what you told me the other day you were like I, I felt was it you that was like I was doing my shoulder presses and I thought I'm gonna lift heavier than them <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. it's just because <laughs> it's just rammed with them and they're faffing around they've got all of the stuff and I I was feeling pretty weak but I came home and I said to Charles, well at least I'm still lifting heavier than the teenage boys I'll take it the moment <laughs> they start the lifting heavier than me I'm gonna hang up my shoes and call it a day <laughs> But um, I do think it's it's important as well to to teach. I suppose if you're a, a mom, we've got loads of mums on our on our plan. Isn't it amazing to train and be training in front of your children, especially your your girls? And yeah. that's it. That is they. You don't realise how much they're watching and learning, and then they're like, "That's just what my mum does. She trains. She's fit." And then without knowing, that's what they'll do. Yeah, I actually train. It's my favorite hour of the week. I train a local mum and she brings her little girl and she's tiny. She's, I think she's about eight months, maybe not even that. And um, she sits in the rocker and she watches my client. And I just think it's so magical because she doesn't have a clue what's going on, but just... (laughs) She's she's transfixed on these exercises and watching her mummy being really strong. I just think it's such a cool thing to do. I love that. I love that. But that takes a lot of bravery to, um, I suppose, step outside your your comfort zone. And as humans, we don't like to do that, do we? No, we really don't. We really don't. We like that feeling of, oh, I'm okay here. I know what I'm doing. And that's why I think people go into the gym and do jump on the treadmill or cardio machines and there's no shade on people for doing that I think it's amazing that people even have the bravery to go in there when they don't feel completely comfortable but I I think that's why people do gravitate towards those because they know that it's safe and they know what they're doing and they're not going to look foolish and we don't really like to look like idiots I look like an idiot all the time (laughs) but I don't know I think I've got got past the point of caring yeah, it is a lot of imposter syndrome and you do feel like uh people you do feel like everyone's just staring at you. I feel like that sometimes and I'm a like bit of PT. So God knows if you didn't know, weren't sure what you're doing in it with a plan or on the machines, you do feel like everyone's staring at you, don't you? But in hindsight, everyone's just worrying about themselves in there. <laughs> yeah, I do think that. But also Like, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes when I'm training, I watch people around me, not out of judgment, just out of in between sets. I'm I'm never on my phone. I make it a rule not to like text at the gym. So I kind of just soak in what's going on around me. And I'm never judging. I'm usually thinking, that's cool. Not seen her before. What is she doing? Okay, that's interesting choice. Okay, what's she pairing that with then? You know, I'm kind of just, I'm thinking things through, but I'm never 
thinking about it in like a judgmental way. And maybe no. we just need to trust a little bit more that women aren't going to be cruel in that way. People are going to be supportive of you. And I had a woman come up to me and ask about an exercise I was doing um, the other day. And I yeah. will now, whenever I see her, always go up to her, ask her how it's going, how her training is. And making those little bonds and relationships can be really helpful and make you feel more comfortable. Yeah, you do think that everybody is scary in a in a gym and that uh, judging you, but you're so right. People are once you start talking to someone or break that just smile at somebody because you're seeing them at the same time every morning, then you can become friends and even just by having that interaction and going, "Hi, how are you? How's your, you know, how's your session been?" It's so nice. I think going back and touching on what we were saying about new mothers and something we often see with identity is clients coming to us and saying I've had a child or a couple of children and I want to get back to where I was pre-baby that's the goal and we hear about that a lot in the um, in the media oh they've really bounced back and it's their pre-baby body and I think that is something that needs to be broken because you might look different right? It's going to be completely different trying to get back down to, if you're striving for a certain weight after a baby, you might get back down to that weight and your body's going to look a bit different because your compositions had to change. And that's okay. We don't need to have this set number in the head, in our heads. We just need to go off how we're looking, how we're feeling, how we're training. and that, And then you will be able to build a new physique rather than trying to get back to who you were before the baby. So let's talk about, yeah, um, imposter syndrome. How can you break that imposter syndrome? What would be your top tips for wanting to start something new, whether that's a new workout or a new exercise class or anything? How can you, yeah, break that that feeling? You know what actually is the core to confidence in your training? I think it's knowledge. And that comes from you being open and taking notice of your training. So taking notice of the weights that you might be picking up. I know people that have trained for years and years and years doing classes and then have done like a PT session with me and in their first session I'll be like because they've said I've trained for years I say oh what do you usually lift for you know like a shoulder press or something and they have no idea what their weights are like how many reps whereas if you're somebody that's done our program you start tracking your reps and tracking your weights you then realize that you can use different weights for different exercises and certain body parts are, are stronger than others and that is when the magic happens yeah it's really empowering I mean, we've wavered slightly, of course, because we were talking we about have. identity, but it does all feed together. <laughs> and I think it's that basically it's the crux of it is when you look at someone and you think, I'm just not that type of girl. I'm not the type of girl that gets up in the morning and does a workout, whether that's at home or in the gym or goes out for a run or is active. I'm just not that type of person, never have been. Stop setting these rules for yourself that you can't develop and become that person. It can become a lot more 
natural when you start adding these things into your life as in who you are rather than what Mm. you do. So if you're just thinking, oh, I've got to drag myself to the gym three times this week because that's what Chelsea Maz have said that I've got to do rather than saying, no, that's just what I do. I, I train, I eat well, I walk, I am social, I am health conscious, I'm fit. When you think about yourself becoming all of those things, that's when the mindset shift happens. Also, when you start to enjoy them and you realize that you're doing it and you actually bloody like it. So you've for prior to, you know, doing our plan or something, you might be somebody who's like, oh, I don't want to get up. I don't want to go for a walk. But then when you do it, you enforce yourself to do it in the beginning. And then you come back, you're like, oh, that felt good. And then you're like, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to keep feeling good because that's what I do mm-hmm. now. It's addictive, the fear, that feeling, rather than thinking I'm punishing myself and I have to do this because I've been awful. It's like, no, I do this because it makes me feel so good. And it's part of my life now. It's like integral part of my well-being. That's what we see with so many clients when it becomes part of who they are. Yeah, I think that the, um, the identity probably changes when you discover that the magic the fitness I'm going to call it the fitness magic where you you Mm. start training or start getting active and then you realize how good it makes you feel and like weight aside and and trying to yeah trying to lose weight or look a certain way aside I think we can all agree that whenever you train you'll never regret a workout so you knowing that that's what you need in order to feel better that can become your identity like for for me it's changed it's like no I'm much more together I'm together when I've trained (laughs) yeah mentally (laughs) she's crazy she's crazy (laughs) I think Steve's like I think you need to go to the gym now but it's true it's mad even like you know in your relationship you just feel a bit off don't you yeah it can it can change the way that you're feeling it can turn your day around so quickly yeah yeah it can I think it's important for us to to also as women champion each other and if your mate has decided to start walking or decided to start exercising someone saying wow that's really good well done or oh that's amazing that you do that or oh you look great you could compliment them on that but looks aside just somebody saying wow that's incredible you're so fit that's nice isn't it yeah and letting people around you in on the journey with you and letting them know that this is what you're doing now because it's it's other people's reflections as well that can get in the way. You're embarrassed to tell people that you started doing something or it's, you know, because it might be so unlike you. If you're very overweight and you start doing something, it beca- it can become a big deal to people and they're talking about it. And I think if they understand that actually that is just who you are now, it's not like it's Laura trying to lose weight on desperate journey again with another diet it's like Laura who 
walks 10,000 steps a day and trains three times a week. And that's just who she is and what she's doing. And do you want to join her for a walk? It's, it's kind of taking the, making sure that if you're on the other side of it as well, and you've got someone that is embarking in that journey, it's not patronizing. It's not like you're watching them or saying, oh, you're doing this now, you're doing that. You're just accepting that that is who they are now and just thinking, how can I help them and how can I support them with that? And we really don't have to pigeonhole ourselves. I don't think that it's ever too late to change who you are, what you love or what you hold most important as your values. Yeah, we're always changing. We're always changing. But one thing that I think we all, every single person has to think about is our fitness and our health because that is going to always be up there and lead us through our most fabulous lives and happiness we're going to stop ourselves right there it's time for an ad break um, but we're not sponsored yet so we've decided to promote ourselves research shows that you can burn 3.2 calories by pressing the like and subscribe button so if you're enjoying the podcast then it would mean so so much to us if you could do this and share it with your friends and family and help us build this incredible community okay self-promo over let's get back to the podcast so obviously we can have, we can understand who, who we are or we can try and figure out our own identity. But I think comparing ourselves, let's talk about that now. Comparison. What do they say? Comparison is the root of all evil. <laughs> yeah. Or comparison is the thief of joy. Both yeah. are quite apt, I think. Oh, <laughs> you. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. that when I think about myself, it really stems back to the my dancing days. Um, and I think I suffered really badly with it during those days. I went to a, a boarding school, a full-time dancing boarding school when I was like 14. And I've always been a competitive person. But there, you're, con- you're constantly competing for the next big show, the, the highest points in the exams. It was all about this comparing yourself directly with with your peers and don't think I've ever really let that go and it can rob me of so many uh joyous emotions in life I think that I that's my worst trait as a person is being overly competitive and comparing myself too much to someone's success or how they look but I don't think I'm alone how do you how do you think that your relationship is with comparison I'm not really that kind of person that would look at someone and be like, oh, I wish I I wish I had that. I'm kind of look at someone and go, well, that's amazing. You look incredible. Like I'd have to tell them. Yeah. <laughs> I I um I don't know. I think I've got much better as I'm as I've got older. Um, but it's you'll always compare. But I part of that actually just inspires me um to to do more and keep going because I know a lot of people that have got something that I want have had to work really bloody hard for it and especially whether that's um whether that's an amazing house that they live in or whether they're doing really well with their with their job um then they probably work really hard so I'm like okay keep going (laughs) Yeah. And and let's talk about kind of more surface level as well. Can, when you're comparing yourself to how someone looks yeah, in comparison to your own physique, and yeah. that can be really challenging and that can be a demon for a lot of people. And I think we do just need to remember 
myself included, <laughs> as well as a lot of my friends, <laughs> that we are all built so differently. We all are, um, we all hold our body fat in different areas. We all have different limb lengths. We all have different hair, nails, eyes. You know, we're all such different people that if I try and compare myself to someone next to me that is built completely differently and I'm thinking I need to look like that, I need to strive to be like that, it's only ever going to rob me of any kind of joy, I think. Mans, who's your person that you're like, that's the goal? Like, Oh, well, I think the ultimate is J-Lo. Oh. I know. I know it's so random. And again, like, I cannot ever strive to be her because she is a Latina goddess. But you could, but, you yeah. got good good boobies and a good bomb. But yeah, no, I, I'm no, I'm no near J-Lo. Ah! Love you for you that. Are. How about, Maslow. How about you? I'm going to call you Maslow. <laughs> Maslow. <laughs> How about you? I like those like really limmy, long, um, like what's the Kardashian that's the model? <laughs> Which Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner. And I know it's so ridiculous because it's completely opposite. I'm like, she's probably not got a lot of muscle on her or whatever. But you know when they're just long and they're just like, they just put like a, a baggy top on, a baggy dress on, and they're just like, rocket. That's that's my kind of, yeah. Because, oh, I've, but got, I've got Petra. another one. I've got, I've just what? got another one. <laughs> Margot, Margot Robbie. Oh, she's amazing. I could sit here all day with this game. I honestly think about <laughs> female figures so much more than I do men. But the reality is now I know and I'm educated and I probably would be quite unhappy. Well, I'm not. I'm never going to look like that because my limbs aren't long enough and my ankles are probably the size of their thighs. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, my cankles, oh, God, I'm just no matter what I've done, I'm like, does Fit Female Project spot reduce cankles the moment it does? <laughs> the moment it does, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up. But, like, there's going to um, be some kind of injection release soon, I'm sure. You just wait for it. You'll be the first there in There is. Mind. There is. I've seen is it before. Really? I wouldn't get it. Yeah, you can get, like, fat... Um, I think they're like fat burning, apparently injections that can like spot reduce. I don't know. I saw something in a magazine once, but I, I would never inject anything into my into my poor little cankles. They keep me standing. But <laughs> <laughs> I swear, people are always like, "No, that's not true." Then I get them out, and people are like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> I sometimes if I try shoes on you know like a heel there's been lots of times that there's not enough holes in the strap (laughs) (laughs) anyway let's move on we've spoken about them they've had too much air time but the reality is we're all gonna be looking at them now in your photos (laughs) oh god um the reality is like to for me to look like that is is not gonna happen 
And if I did want to get really, really slim, then it would mean that I can't go out and have a drink with my friends and I probably won't feel as strong. I love feeling strong now and and it's very much changed. So once you understand that all we can do is be the best bloody version of ourselves, then, then that's a better way to live. And I think one thing that's helped me change my mindset around the comparison when it comes to looks is if I've got a gorgeous friend, for example, and I'm meeting them and I think, oh God, what am I going to wear? How am I going to look next to them? This person's like a goddess. Trying to that I find inspiring or makes me love to be around them, like whether they're really kind or they've got a lovely work ethic or they've got amazing confidence what else is there about them that I find so incredible to be around and try and focus on that more rather than this almost this self um, fulfilling prophecy of everyone's going to be thinking that you know or you're you're not going to feel as confident yeah, I love that. I think it's so important to to do that and tell people. Like I'll always, I have probably have a habit. I always love if I see someone wearing something nice or they look nice or they've made an effort. I'll always tell someone. That's the first thing I'll always say. Oh, you look gorgeous. I because I think that's nice. But I'm like, maybe I should. Should I do that? Is that right? don't know they say to like girls these days you should never say that they're gorgeous because it puts the label on them that that's all they their worth is but I don't agree with that I think especially if people have been working hard at themselves and changing their physique then I think that a compliment can go a really long way because it's like oh my god someone's finally noticed um I don't think it's a bad thing at all to comment on someone on how someone looks if they made a special effort for something but I think if it's going to make you feel worse then try and think about other things that's amazing about that person I've got my my closest group of girlfriends um I said to Steve the other day that one thing that I love about them so much is that they never talk about bodies they never talk about how women look it's just literally not brought up in conversation. It's like a non-thing. And if I talk about work, they'll kind of ask, how's it going for a, a few minutes? And then we move on to what films we've been watching and where we're going at the weekends. And I think that actually taking the focus when you are in a group of friends, and if anyone is feeling like that, when you're in a group of friends, try and think about not centering your conversation around how people look it's like a breath of fresh air it might be because we talk about bodies all day every day and our women on our group are obviously assessing themselves body checking themselves a lot because they're going through this process but remembering that there is so much more to your worth than how you look this is for you for your confidence for your health as well as making sure that you are getting the results that you really want to so what would you want to be remembered for? Like, what would you want to be remembered as? I suppose I just want to be somebody that people want to be around and feel good around. Like, I, if people are with me, I want them to have a nice time with me, which sounds yeah. a bit weird. But, um, 
there's a whole bunch of different things. I think if I'm with my friends, I want to laugh. I want to make them laugh. I want to I want to leave feeling energized and good and happy. I want to give leave. Uh, sometimes when I'm with like Soph and Nicola and you as well, like we'll just pump each other up so much that sometimes when I leave, I'm like, yes, I can do everything. I can literally be <laughs> on top of the world. Um, and then I think I also now things have changed like I think years ago I, I would have wanted to be known to be like pretty or like look a certain way which sounds disgusting like when I think about it but I, that would have really mattered to me whereas mm-hmm. now I I really want people to think that I'm good at my job that I'm um together and that I've done like yeah that I've done done well that's more important to me now what about you yeah yeah, I'm the same in terms of I want people to, I want to be known as someone that cares a lot about people and about what I do. Uh, but I also think that I want to be known as someone that is stable and kind and there for people. Um, and that, again, that has switched. I wanted to be known as the best dancer and the <laughs> most um overachieving uh female and I wanted all of those accolades and now I'm like I'd I'd rather just be known as someone that can be relied on as being really really invested in the people that I choose to invest in yeah well I think you're I think you're all those things oh thanks Charles likewise thank you you think I'm funny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay well that was a bit of a random the, one we went a bit off course it, but we just wanted to chat about it maybe a little bit of homework right now is for you to think in your head like what were you how would you have defined yourself 10 years ago how do you do how do you define yourself now are you somebody that stays within their safety zone and they're like oh no I don't do that that's not me maybe you could try pushing yourself out of that comfort zone um try some new things um and and see see how you get on yeah and never feeling chained to one identity always having the freedom to know that you can be and choose different routes in life and become whatever you want to be on that note i'm gonna go into the kitchen and i'm gonna be a chef a good cook (laughs) we define ourselves as non-cooks don't we we're gonna change that (laughs) you're gonna change that give me a few more years (laughs) you've just done a whole podcast we're like what do we say are we we're we've defined ourselves as terrible cooks that's our safety net so we don't have to stand in the kitchen for a long time oh god okay if you do it i will oh yeah let's do it right bye girlies bye see you next time bye thanks for listening and choosing us as your coaches If you want to join our next six-week project, head to the website now for more info. You will not regret it. Bye.